Welcome to the RPG Rundown. I'm Jeff. And I'm Seth. From Dungeons to Deep Space, we've got the systems and stories for your table. All right, today we are on episode four, and we have a fun episode for you. We are in the middle of October, and so we thought, how timely would it not be to cover... I just kicked my camera, but how timely would it be if we covered Halloween themes in TTRPGs? Um, and we're going to talk about our favorite encounters, what we've ran, maybe what we've played in, uh, and then we'll also discuss some recent TTRPG news, which I will go ahead and pass it over to Seth for that. Absolutely. Um, and yeah, Halloween, this episode actually should be releasing on Halloween. So Ooh, we're recording it early, but because we release on Tuesdays, Theoretically, it should be, should be on Halloween. So appropriate. Uh, Yes. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween for everyone listening or watching. Uh, BS for news. It really, if you follow us, we're not covering the be all end all news of the TTRPG space. We are covering things that we hear about that excite us or that, um, you know, have interest for us. And so um, we just like to share any of those things with you all as well. Um, first, Planescape Adventures in the Multiverse um, has been released. It released a few weeks ago. And I am not as familiar with this setting. Uh, Jeff, what about you? No, I'm, I'm actually not either. Uh, you kind of mentioning it's the first time I'd, actually, I'd heard about it. But... As big as the multiverse is and, and how that's kind of blowing up everywhere, I, I'm intrigued. I'm very intrigued. Yeah, it is a um, everything. So this, this it's actually another one of the three book bundles. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has an adventure. It has like a source book. And then it has um, uh, maybe some like monsters and other stuff. Uh, but basically, it it's yeah. a module similar to the um, the earlier one that came out with three books as well. Um, but it's everything you need to run adventures and campaigns set in Sigil and the Outlands, which is supposed to be a truly neutral plane. Uh, I was listening to another podcast recently and they were talking about how it's supposed to be a, a truly neutral plane. Uh, you know, people from like, you know, beings from uh, in, in the D and D setting, you know, there's like um, the, the different planes where demons and devils and uh, aberrants and, you know, uh, celestials, yeah. like they each have like a plane of existence. And like in this plane, Sigil, um, like all of them can interact peacefully, apparently. Oh, okay, interesting. So it's like a it's like a it's like a true neutral plane mm-hmm. with with portals uh, to many of the other planes, and so that's the kind of the setting. Um, mm-hmm. There are a couple new backgrounds for player characters. There's some new feats and spells. There are factions within this uh, city at the center of it. Apparently there's like some giant tower. Um, There's over 50 new creatures uh, that seem to be pretty unique. And then there are adventures for levels three through 10. 
as well as for even a high level for a se level 17. So this is kind of one Very of those nice. rare times yeah. that Wizards has put out actual content for levels above 10. That's, though, really, that's really nice. Even though rules yeah. take it characters to 20, mm -hmm. they never put anything out like past 10 or 11 usually. So yeah. level 17, that's cool. And then along with all of the new things, uh, again, I, I've i heard, because I haven't picked this up yet, but I've heard that the, the new creature stat blocks are going to reflect the new direction that Wizards is taking with okay. creature stat blocks and, and creature creation. Meaning they're not going to be um, kind of the same old boring stat blocks with just yeah. a couple of things. Um, someone also said, I think they're going away from um, legendary actions and having, okay. and basically utilizing the, um, what is it? The reaction. Okay. And so they're, they, they will have some like legendary reactions. So rather than just putting it on the DM to choose actions to take mm -hmm. as a reaction, there there are actually things and it's, you know it, and maybe they even have dependencies on the players doing something so mm. um, I, I like i mean that was one of our things if uh, if you guys have not watched yeah. our our dragonbane review we we loved the monsters in dragonbane and it's yes. kind of interesting to see wizards doing some some similar stuff it sounds like yeah uh so hopefully that'll be awesome um mm -hmm. but yeah so th that whole adventure is out uh, because it is a three book set, it, it is a little bit more expensive. I think the D and D Beyond version is about what a normal um, book would cost, like in hardcover. And then the the box set itself yeah. is like a hundred bucks, but it's it's the book and the digital the digital stuff as well. So mm -hmm. not okay. You That's know, nice. They're, they're I mean, starting I, to I, do that now, which is nice. Yeah, I really I really do like that because I'm I. I play a lot online, so I love everything on D and D Beyond mm -hmm. uh, when it's when it's five E, and so that is nice. At least you get both. Yeah. So that's now, nice. I, as far as I know, that's only if you buy it through them. I don't know how they're do it would do it if you mm -hmm. were to buy it from say Amazon or a yeah, local bookstore. <laughs> you know, uh, it would be awesome if they had yeah. had it like shrink wrapped and had it a code inside like a of code it. or something. That's kind of what I was thinking. Yeah. But you know, I don't know. That's Right. They may not trust yeah. people enough to do that. I have seen other I was going to say, you put codes out, you know the codes are going to end out on some website somewhere for sale. Very, very possible. So, yeah. Anyway, um, so yeah, that's out. That's kind of a big one. Um, mm -hmm. So, yeah, I think. I've got, I've got to look more one... into it. Like I said, I hadn't, I have not looked into it yet. Which, yeah. Uh, that uh, sounds that might very be one that I, that I try to pick up later, mm -hmm. um, at least in digital. Yeah, I may wait for a sale on it because I think the new feats and like the new creature NPC stuff sounds mm -hmm. really cool. Um, and so I'm not necessarily looking to have any kind of like planar campaign right now, mm -hmm. but I don't hate the idea. Yeah, I know. That's kind of where I'm at, too. So. Yeah. And so, yeah. Of, uh, Spinning off of that, some more news. Uh, I'm, I'm sure most of the people watching this have already heard, but this is exciting, especially for uh, TTRPG content creators, uh, is that Critical Role sold out Wembley Stadium in London. Like, that, I mean, 
Yeah, it's pretty awesome. That is awesome. I, I actually, I, uh, whatever I was kind of reading up on it, Insider, their articles like eight nerds sell out <laughs> uh, uh, Wembley Stadium to play Dungeons and Dragons. And that's just, I don't, I don't know, that the era we live in where uh, we can see D&D on such a, a big stage like that and to sell out is, is kind of awesome. Um, yeah, it really is. And, um, you know, obviously as a D&D fan, uh, if you have watched mm-hmm. any of the shows, I have been watching them for a long time. I'm, I really enjoy the storytelling that they do. Mm-hmm. But I think this is also important because they haven't had many big public appearances um, in a while. And I don't know if it's just kind of because there was, I mean, I think they've, they've had some since, you know, COVID, but then I think, um, I think the writers strike because they are all, you know, genuine actors. Uh, I think they definitely didn't have anything like that going on. So, yeah. So it's, it's nice to see them out again, um, in public. Um, yeah. And yeah, oh, so that's fun. Um, yeah, as far as any other news, there I know there are some other systems um, that I'm less familiar with that that had some rule books come out. Um, but as far as things that affected us or me personally, uh, I did receive a backer copy of a new sci-fi uh, TTRPG uh, that we will look at in the future at some point called Starset. The Great Dimming. And this one is really cool because it is a full TTRPG with a pretty interesting system. Uh, but it's also the the author, the main creator of this system and setting, uh, is a Christian. And he actually um in in the back of the book has like uh you know a letter from the author and um presents the gospel, which is pretty awesome. Oh, that's amazing. I love that. So uh, if you don't know, (laughs) uh, Jeff and I are are both Christians and, uh, you know, happy to talk about it. Uh, But we also really enjoy storytelling. We enjoy playing games. And um, and so that's why we're why we're doing this, because uh, we think it's an awesome way for us to communicate and relate to people. Um, And it's fun. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so we're going to have to check that out. Uh, it's a really cool uh, book and really interesting setting. It's kind of a almost like a sci fi post apocalyptic, if you will. Yeah. So, the, 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 the su- subtitle, the maybe, setting. is the word. I the, just the name, Star Set the Great Dimming. Like, yes. to me, just from a storytelling, I'd, that already like has me like, I, it feels apocalyptic to me and, because it has. Yeah. And it kind of already gives you that, like, you're in the star, the solar system, but then there's, like, a great dimming going on. You can you can almost feel the, like, I don't know, the death and destruction in the naming. Yeah. And the goal of, and, and don't get me wrong, I mean, while this is a Christian author, uh, it is a, a genuine sci-fi RPG. It's not necessarily, like, Christian allegory, mm-hmm. uh, where it's trying to, um, you know, it, it's not... It's not any of the the cheesy Christian tropes. None of those are in there. Um, it it it's a, a genuinely well written RPG, and it's something that the goal uh, he he wrote it during COVID because he saw how 
kind of hopeless a lot of people became during that time. We lost connections with people. And so the point of him writing it was to have the players uh, inspire hope uh, in mm. through the games, through the setting. Uh, and so, yeah, so that's, it's a really cool, really cool concept. So we'll definitely take a look at that right. in the yeah, future. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Uh, and then also I am supposed to get some new dice that I put on Kickstarter, that I backed on Kickstarter. Supposed to get them in the next 30 days. Nice. Hopefully, hopefully. Uh, because we all love shiny math rocks. Am I right? Absolutely. I right? Absolutely. Yes. Um, so yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, that's, that's kind of it for, for news for right now. Uh, again, Halloween, uh, should be, should, this should be releasing on Halloween. So, yes. you know, I'm sure there's going to be a bunch of TTRPG, uh, you know, actual plays that are released that are going to be Halloween themed. Um, you know, I, I am not like an anti-Halloween person, but I'm also kind of just like aware of it for what it is. And so just for anyone out there, especially people, you know, with kids and families, just be careful what you can, the content you consume uh, oh, yeah. on that, because um, we're definitely family friendly, but uh, not everyone is. And so, um, and Halloween is definitely, can definitely be a very dark themed, um, you know, excursion into some of that stuff. So, but yeah, absolutely. I think that's about it for news. What else yep. we got going on? So one thing I'm really excited for is we have uh, we officially have chosen our game that we're going to be testing uh, and reviewing for November, um, and it is not we've already like we've already talked about it, and it's one that I'm so excited for, and I'll get the opportunity to DM, uh, and that's going to be DC Twenty. Uh, so it is out. The alpha is out anyway, and so we will be getting the alpha, and we'll be doing a test play that'll go over on the actual play channel, and then we'll be doing the review that'll be coming out right here. So make sure you guys just stay tuned for that. Uh, that you're you're kind of keeping an eye on both channels because those will be coming up in the month of November. And I don't know. I'm so excited for DC20. I'm pumped. It's going to be really cool. Yeah. And on top of uh, you know just getting to check it out. Uh, like I said, we're going to get to, we're going to, to test it out and play it and, and incur and introduce it to some new people too. So I look forward to being a player as opposed to being a DM. Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's always a nice good. Face, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. But check out, uh, we have our YouTube channel will be linked and mm -hmm. it is for our actual plays. Uh, but yeah, yeah be yeah. sure to stay tuned to that and all our socials. So. It's uh, it's it's the rap channel. In case you're you're wondering, it is the rap channel. The rap the, channel. The RPG rundown, actual, rundown actual play. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it is not actually rap. It is that spelled out. But don't worry, Seth is going to rap in the next one. Just you guys stay tuned. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Um. But yeah. So that's that's fantastic. Uh. But let's get to our kind of main topic for the evening, mm -hmm. because again, should be Halloween. Uh, when this is released and what is, uh, well, first of all, if, have you ever had a like Halloween themed encounter, even if it wasn't on Halloween or for Halloween, what was an encounter that, that stood out as kind of that Halloween vibe, Halloween theme? Um, yeah. and if, if you've had more than one, what was your favorite? Okay. All right. So I will say I, I have two and I'll, I'll, I'll share 
a majority of one and then uh, a little bit of, of the second part because I didn't realize this until I was looking back through my DM notes that these two encounters were part of the same uh, session or mini sessions because they uh, it was during my cross-saving campaign and so during the cross-saving campaign it was an open campaign and so um, each week we would have you know five different people from my community come in and play and so this was a particular um, adventure they went on that actually spanned two weeks whereas most time it was just it was each done in one week and it's funny because i didn't realize this but um all the bad stuff happened to the same person but with two <laughs> different characters that he played and so uh yeah let, awesome. let me start with this this was um outside of the town the city of crosshaven um near one of the other bigger cities a um a th- uh the, the bigger city had just noticed um basically uh, hordes of, of animals and stuff that should be in the forest um, kind of running wild and closer to the city than ever before. And so as they went and they uh, investigated, they found at the, kind of the heart of, of the forest near the, out on the outskirts of the city, there was this like ethereal tower. Um, and it was like ethereal in the sense that you, they, it was almost like translucent and they could see through it. Um, but it, and if you ever play my games, I love puzzles. Uh, I like things that that make you as a player think, and and so it was set up to be a puzzle. And uh, what ended up happening is is one person um, could pass through, um, but it, you could only pass through like one at a time. And so one person finally passed through, um, and as he passed through, he starts kind of messing with stuff and 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 freaking out. And this is just the kind of player that he was. Um, and all the other players are now on the outskirts, unable to get in, and they're trying to you know solve the puzzle to get to him. They at this point figured out that there's. Uh, you know there are small shards with symbols that they've got to they've got to find and and do that. But while they're on the outside figuring this out, um, he sees that this like veil of darkness is is you know uh, 150 feet away and it's it's slowly moving toward him. Right now, the DM knows what's on the other side of that veil of darkness. The player doesn't. Now, I know, like in my DM brain, okay, I'm going to break the wall here for any players that are watching. In my DM brain, I know on the other side of that wall for him is instant death. Um, and so, like, I'm like, I'm adding the suspense. I'm like, the wall, he's, I'm like, the walls move forward 30 feet in the last six seconds. And while, like, that, I'm like, while that's happening, what are you guys doing? And I'm cutting over to these guys. And the, the, they're, like, on the verge of solving it. Um, but as they're on the verge of solving, the wall is about 40 feet away and he's like backed up as far as he goes. And so he just says, forget it. I run into the veil. And like, so he full out sprints into the veil and I go, oh no, because, you know, I was doing the back and forth. I was trying to let them get in there. Like, you know, have that, that suspenseful thing, but, um, he runs into the veil and on the other side of the veil, um, there is, um, 12 shadows. And so as he lunges into the, and if you guys know shadows, like they don't, they don't kill you. They don't kill your HP. They kill your strength. And so mm-hmm. they, they zap your strength in. And we actually, uh, so he runs in. And so there, uh, we roll initiative, a fight breaks out. And like, you know, and during the initiative order, I would cut back to my other players that are on the outside, still trying to reach him. Uh, and, and so they end up getting in as the last bit of his strength is zapped. And he lays dead. There's still a screenshot in my Discord today of the VTT of him 
and these 12 shadows all around him like they and i and i wrote it out i'm sure everyone most people here are harry potter fans i, I wrote it out I, I narrated it like it was like the dementors that they sweep in and they suck the strength out of him and he's kind of being pulled nice. from side. yeah so it, it was I, I i mean i that was one that i immediately thought of as being yeah pretty 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 wild and creepy and once the other guys got in there of course there wasn't anything they could really do for him but uh but yeah, that yeah. one I, I remember just the whole the whole concept of the ethereal tower, and I'll come. I'll, I'll let you you kind of talk about one because the next part is a part of that same mission uh -huh. adventure, uh, but it it had it has nothing to do with the shadows or anything. So nice. But th that was one that I thought was really cool and pretty spooky. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. So like, I think for me, um, I was trying to think if we'd ever really had one in the first campaign of Hearth and Hammer, uh, any of the kind of spooky, you know, typical kind of tropey um, stuff. I don't know that we really did. Um, but the, the, the one that uh, kind of comes to mind from my own games is um the kind of anytime that i do something that's like as a dm uh, anytime that i'm like setting up an ambush you know like in the dark yeah. with a campfire or something and there's shadowy creatures lurking out there um i think it was actually in the first campaign uh yeah you should remember this when okay. there are um creatures that look like stalactites and stalagmites Okay, yeah, yeah. So, I, I do remember that. You know, being in a dark cave, mm -hmm. you know, being unable to see. Yeah, yeah, because I'm, I'm a human. I have no yeah. dark vision. Yeah, I remember right, this. exactly. And I, yeah. so that was one for you guys. One for the campaign mm -hmm. two was actually one of the first encounters uh, around a campfire and, you know, facing facing a shadow. Uh, not, not the NPC shadow, but just the shadowy creature. Uh, something I came up kind of like a uh, it's called a shade stalker and it's basically like a raptor creature wrapped in okay. shadow. Oh um, wow! Yeah, and yeah. then it has That's the kind wild. of same capabilities as like um, oh, what's the creature? Um, the panther with the the tentacles is in the D and D movie. Oh, displacer beast. Displacer. So it's kind of got the same yeah. abilities because you can't hit it you have disadvantage on hitting it yes exactly that's awesome that's awesome it's a, it's a kitten i love it it's fantastic yeah. um so yeah uh it's a you know that's the kind of creature that um that you face and so mm -hmm. it was a one of those things where they're at a campfire you know at night and uh and it one of them you know pounces it pounces on one of them and uh, almost instantly kills one of them because they're like level one at the time, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, oh yeah. yeah. So, uh, and then I'll just, before I'll, I'll let you get to your other one, but my other thing that I would be, I think most interested in doing is mm -hmm. kind of the headless horseman trope. Oh yeah. Um, I don't, I don't like, I'm, I'm personally not a big horror, scary movie kind of guy. Uh, suspense, you know, action thrilling mm -hmm. is, is okay. fun. I like that. But, the, but the whole, so, so, so maybe your typical tropes, 
mm-hmm. I'm less up on or wouldn't know as much, but I've always yeah. been kind of this cla- fan of like the classic headless horseman uh, yeah. vibe. Uh, so yeah, I, I, I would definitely be interested to do that at some point with mm-hmm. a party. I think that would be fun. Yeah, I, I could say I'd be really good. See, I'm not like into horror movies anymore, but I, I, as a teenager, I loved horror movies, and, and so I'm familiar. I'm familiar with most. Yeah, so I, I'll say an honorable mention here is probably what I'm doing. Uh, what's happening with my party right now? Um, I'm not going to go too far into it because this is one they've not actually reached the conclusion to yet. Mm. Uh, but they have been given a a, a chunk of stone, um, and they have found and they figured out at this point this chunk of stone is a piece of a tombstone, and it does seem to be haunted. And so each each night during uh, during their rest, um, they they are awoken. Just they they have this sudden chill from you know head to toe that comes over them, and they just hear in like a a deep voice, you know, take me home. And, and it's like it, that's all that happens. Now it does yes. seem to be giving them signals on the directions to go, and and thus far they have followed this rock, um, and and that has not awesome. been a fully agreed upon uh, decision. But thus far they have been following it. So. Uh, that one is definitely like you're kind of talking. They're asleep by the fire. It's dark. You know everything's going on, and then you just get woken up with this this chill and this voice. Like I, that I imagine is is kind of creepy. Yeah. No, absolutely, uh, absolutely. Also, too, I forget this another classic literature kind of one because that's really where some of mine are from. Mm-hmm. Uh, that whole Edgar Allan Poe, like Telltale mm-hmm. Heart. The Telltale Heart, yeah. Yeah. So that would be another one that I'd be interested in. But uh, okay, well, so that's like a theme setting, something that's happened to us. Mm-hmm. What about like, um, what would like be an ideal or your favorite creature for like a like an NPC mm. that you would like to kind of do? Again, I think sticking kind of with the theme that I did, I would love to do uh, a headless horseman type, yeah, you know, NPC. Um, I'd love to you know okay. stat it out and see how I could really mechanically create that uh to face the players um you know with some maybe appearing and disappearing but but i don't know what's what's maybe a monster or an npc you know uh vampire you know goblin spirit like what what else you know kind of thing would okay so npc or monster yeah this is this is something that i i already have planned uh, I don't, man, I don't know if I want to give it away because this is. Well, don't uh, give it away if you don't want to. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, I'll, I'll go. I'll go with another one. Um, if uh, if you ever watched, you know, Friday the Thirteenth, uh, like where? Okay, think of D and D. D and D. When do you feel the safest? DM says, "Okay, take your long rest, but wait, <laughs> while you lay your head down and you go to sleep." Right. Right. I'm thinking Freddy Krueger. Right. He invades your long rest. And you suddenly start fighting in your mind while you're trying to like. I just okay, I, I can see yeah. this being like like okay. Do you even get the long rest, or do you actually die in your so, sleep right here? So an encounter you know? while you're sleeping. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Nice. And you're like, and you're an individual, and maybe like, oh, all of a sudden you hear. Sorry, I'm, uh, for everyone on the podcast, I'm 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 also streaming this, and I know my guys are in chat right now. Like right now, I have like all my guys here. Like they're all asleep around the campfire, and they just hear Zyver screaming in his sleep, which is one of my players. And <laughs> you're they're just standing around watching him and watching like him get cut up, and they see nothing around, and he's having this battle. Like I just I think yeah. that as far as the you know, the horror movie something troop, in the sleep trope, would be scary. Yeah, because you feel safe. You feel safe in your sleep, and I, then not only that, like... you can have an entire team around you, and they can't yeah. help you. 
you're still well, in it alone. I don't know. So that that would be something that would be you would have to play it carefully. Mm-hmm. You know, because as the as the GM, uh, one one of the things that I'm always worried about is leaving players out of the action and like I, just I agree. Sitting. So it would be one of those things where you'd have to like maybe they find a way to enter into the dream. Or yeah, yeah. Maybe they find ways to interact even if they can't enter the dream, but they maybe they right. f- figure out if they do something or say something that you know. So yeah, that w- that's a mm-hmm. really cool concept. I like that. So yeah. And yeah, you could definitely do because I'm I'm thinking you know one of my players in particular has like um, I forget what it's called now, but essentially telepathy where they can create like a a group chat in their heads. That's basically what yeah. they've been doing with it. Um, and and so like something like that could get you in there where you can kind of fight and, and defend, but they kind of yeah. have to figure. I don't know that that to me I think is or, a cool concept. Definitely something to be explored. Yeah, or maybe that's how the, the only way they can communicate and interact right. is through. I don't know. I like that. It's cool. through something like that. Um, okay, what about like a like a themed item, like a cursed item or something. I'll tell you the one that I have. Uh, I actually have a player right now in campaign two of Hearth and Hammer. They have a, I have a, a character. He is a grave cleric, a human. Mm-hmm. And I, in, in an abandoned tower, I basically put something out and he picked it up. And so he's the one that has this, this item and it is a lantern that lets you see ghosts of the past. Mm, okay. um, so almost like, like if he's, you know, in, in a certain location, maybe he sees ghosts of former, you know, occupants, like for people who lived in these ruins. Right. Or, um, Thank you. Uh, or people, you know, who are uh, maybe if they're on a battlefield, they're able to see these spirits, uh, these ghosts in locked in battle kind of thing. Oh, yeah. And then if he rolls a certain and beats a certain DC, he maybe can even interact and ask questions from mm-hmm. some of them. Otherwise, he can just see it happening. He doesn't know what's yeah. going on. Uh, but yeah, he, okay. he has to like, kind of like, he has to light the lantern um, a certain way, and then he's able to see, you know, kind of thing. So yeah, so that's mm. something that I kind of, uh, I took the the concept from from something I saw and kind of mm. made it my own. But like, yeah, so little little ghostly images, you know. Right. Uh, what about you? Anything? Like any that. thoughts or ideas of? Yeah. So um, w- one that I, I I've thought uh, I don't know if you've watched Stranger Things. Um, I, I like Stranger Things, and and so I was thinking, you know, something about like the, the whole upside down world where it's kind of your same world. It's a mirror mm. image of your world, but you know, kind of all dark. And if you've ever played in my world, you know that my um, underdark is 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 essentially the upside down. It, it's it's like very it. very th- thematically similar to that. And so I almost thought about a a pair of uh, like. Um, you know, old school Coke bottle glasses that when you put them on, you can oh, almost yeah. see it and mirror, you can see into this land that we would, you know, thematically call the upside down, but you don't necessarily know what it is. It looks like everything around you, but it's, you have to kind of solve it. And, and, but I'm, I'm thinking way further into just a magic squad. I'm thinking like a whole quest line alongside that, or yeah, you see awesome. someone in need and in help or that, 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 that are in trouble and you have to adventure to them and, and, and figure that out. But uh, I, I definitely think something like that could be really cool. 
Yeah. Um, but yeah, that opens up a whole new area and quest line and stuff. Yeah. So I don't know, man. I, I guess like my, my, the stone is, is not necessarily a magical item, but it's, it's a, you know, haunted relic of sorts. Yeah. yeah. That's it's, it's leading an artifact another path. or something. Yeah. Yeah. No, I totally get that. Uh, awesome. Okay. Uh, let's see. Any other, um, are there any first party or third party settings that you would like to, um, like to maybe play sometime? I know there are certain ones like, um, Curse of Straw is a very familiar, very popular one. Um, I think, uh, trying to think of some of the other ones. Uh, but that's one of the ones that comes to mind. I know there's some other, um, like, you know, ones that like, uh, like tomb, was it tomb of annihilation? No, tomb of annihilation sounds familiar, but I, I could be totally wrong. Uh, yes. Tomb of annihilation. I'm pretty sure. I, I think that is a, yeah. Yeah. Tomb of annihilation. Yeah. Um, is another one. Um, yeah. So, like a, uh, kind of yeah I'll, i will say that I've, I've always wanted to play curse of strahd um I, i've never played it like i've never even watched anyone play it i've never watched because i don't want to know it because i, I want either. to eventually play through it at some point um which i, I mean i could definitely probably get a group to dm it but i really kind of want to play it you know yeah, yeah. um so i don't, I don't know I, I will say i think i've talked about them on a on a few different podcasts now and i, I promise i'm not sponsored uh but i really like the um the the patreon questiary and so questiary actually used one of their in this was the the other half of that shadow adventure i told you about earlier i used one of their um their honestly it's like a lieutenant creature it's not even like the boss boss but it's it's part of a uh, whole like vampire boss quest line that they kind of have and so uh, when you get in there, you can go to like bosses and then it'll pull up like one main boss and then it'll talk about like, okay, these are the allies and these are the people that work for them. And this is, you know, and so you can kind of build out your own stuff, but it gives you all these completely unique uh, creatures. And and so one of them here is called a uh, Thessidian Vampire. Um, okay. And it just, it's a challenge rating five, but it is a uh, underwater predator. And so it means uh, while the vampire is underwater, it makes melee attacks with advantage. And so it doesn't feel like that much, but it definitely gives it this want to get under the water. Yeah. Um, and then it also has like spider climb and uh, all kinds of like, it has a haunted song that it can do and stuff like their stuff is good. And so this is actually, this is where I, I said, I didn't realize both encounters happened with the same person with two different characters because obviously the character that ran into the shadows died outright dead. He had to create a new character. And then the next session they continued on with this, the new character kind of caught up to the group and, 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 and whatever. But this new character they came in, he angered the, the vampire, which in this scenario was our boss character. Um, and so he had to kind of like fight it out as she like really clung to him and, and had it yeah. out for him. Um, but super creepy like um the creature block and stuff i'll have to send it to you later seth for you to read over but she has yeah. like the a haunted song and spider climb and the area they're fighting was on water with kind of like plateaus of land and stuff but she could you know swim really fast and stuff but that one was uh super super creepy but nice. I, I said that to kind of go that i would love to play through one of their 
I don't know, like creepier lines. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And that was the, the vampires was part of one of those uh, quest lines. Um, I think that would be pretty cool. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Uh, okay, well, um, any other thoughts on like Halloween-themed TTRPGs, stuff like to run? Uh, otherwise, I think we could probably move on. Uh, like the more I think about it, the more I, I realize I've probably done a lot of uh, darker horror-ish stuff, uh, but probably not anything I need to dive deeper in. But <laughs> uh, but I'm realizing my stuff might be a little darker than I thought. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know. Like, I, I like the idea of fear. You know? Edging onto onto it, sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, that's cool. Uh, okay. Well, so let's see. Pers let's get into our personal hobby report section. Mm. And this can be, you know, TTRPGs. Maybe if there's, doesn't have to just be games played. Maybe if you, you know, made dice. Obviously, I don't think you've done that either. But uh, I've not. <laughs> uh, anything hobby related uh, to tabletop? Yeah. I like how you said it's because I, I have a lot of hobbies. ADHD brain here. Um, yeah, so I haven't I haven't made dice in a while. Unfortunately, I found that I had a, an allergy to gloves. Uh, as odd as that is, um, but no, we we have actually um, taken the last couple of weeks off in our uh, Everlasting Unveiled campaign. Um, just some scheduling conflicts and stuff, and I realize that I'm one of the conflicts, so I'm not. It's definitely not a player issue there. Um, but uh, no, I mean our our campaign is going good, and I'm still. Um, they are they're amazing and they're they're okay with being my guinea pigs for my travel system uh, the wayfinder system and and it's the idea is to to gamify and out of almost like a point system to travel um, yeah. and actually I, I i've been i've i've really been enjoying that um, and I, i've also been realizing some changes i do need to make to it um, and may, and and so I'll, I'll have that all out eventually for for other people to read over and see if they want to implement it and stuff but i don't know i've always thought you know travel uh, mm -hmm. was lacking just a little bit. Like I, I've done travel in two ways. I've done travel, like we play through everything and it takes forever. And then I've done travel in, okay, poof, you're there. Yeah. Uh, because I don't want to deal with the whole travel thing. And, and we'll I found to, both ways kind of lacking. We'll have to talk about that later. Cause I know that, mm -hmm. I know that we've used a different travel system before that was third party. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. but yeah, we'll have to talk about that too, because so far we've played like 20 sessions in the mm -hmm. hearth and hammer campaign too. Uh, but we've not had to do a whole lot of travel, and what we have done, it's not been quite a poof. You've been you you've traveled three yeah. weeks and you're there, but it's been a okay. Well, you've magically teleported because it is to the story, you know, important. Yes. Kind of thing. Oh yeah. Absolutely. But they're going to be facing more travel in the in future, so yeah, we'll have to talk about that. But yeah, yeah, uh, for sure. Yeah, awesome. Um, Anything else yeah. hobby related that that coming out of your guys' campaign or? No, honestly, <laughs> right now the the stone that I was kind of telling you about is is probably the big, um, big thing that's happening right now, and it's kind of leading them um, in 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 a direction. Nice, uh, and they're currently following it. Awesome. Uh, well, yeah, you? for myself, uh, in in our, like I said, Hearth and Hammer campaign two, we're in this home whole, completely homebrew setting. Uh, called Zanelia, and they, last time we probably talked about it, they'd gone, like, I have a whole intro, you know, introductory adventure that they went through. Uh, they've done a few other things, and then they were basically teleported to a fortress because they, 
heard that it was under attack and they had lost contact. Like even magical means they'd lost contact with it. And so my players teleported to just outside of it. They had an encounter with some, like a, a small squad of the bad guy army. And then were able to get inside the, the fortress and make contact. And what they found was that all magical communication in the area just didn't work. Mm. And oh, so okay. uh, it took a few sessions, but they got through. They decided um, they weren't completely under siege. They, they had a little bit of um, a means to us to get in and out. So the, the head of the, the keep was sending out scouts, but they weren't hearing from them. And then in the meantime, they decided to, with the help of uh, this special squad of Zitali, which are um, kind of shapeshifters, uh, they excel at digging and stuff like that. And so they basically dug a tunnel under the sieging army and hit a magical uh, a tent towards the rear of it that they knew had uh, some magic users in it. Because all another thing is that I introduced cannons with this sieging army. Oh, nice. Okay. And so uh, they had not seen anything like this before. Um, and, and so, yes, there were cannons that were assaulting it. And mm-hmm. all the magic users that were available in the castle have to, like, keep up magical defenses to try to minimize damage from these siege weapons. And, and also keep uh ma- you know other magic users from magical attacks and stuff like that right okay. so they've been preoccupied so our group had to take care so yeah dug a tunnel they went into this magical tent uh came up underneath it they found this huge uh yellow uh crystal like the size of a basketball uh that had runes all over it it was chained to a table that also had runes on it and they actually rested early so they could attack like in the pre-dawn light. So because they did that, I let them basically find all but one of the magic users asleep. Oh, nice. Um, and so they uh, had a brief encounter, but so this, this whole army that's invading is this, is the shade mist army. They came from over the mountains to uh, from the West um and you know it's very mysterious um and there's creatures that are mysterious but one of my characters is an elf elves and zanelia are a a different kind of elves uh and one of my players chose a background as an elf in exile because 100 years previous one of the elven homelands was overrun by shade mist forces and then they basically like were defeated and retreated, but their homeland was never re- retaken. So in this magical tent, he discovered another one of his elven brethren that were actually working in concert with the Shade Mist. So that threw him for a loop. They decided the magic crystal was evil and the, um, the cleric and, uh, the cleric and the blood hunter decided to just smack it, um, which they ended up cracking it uh, and and eventually breaking it. But every time they hit it, it did damage back to them. 
So that was kind of interesting. But once they did that mm -hmm. and made it back to the keep, they were able to restore magical communications. So, um, okay. so yes, so they, they did that and now they're, they're getting set to embark from the keep that is now fully under siege. So they have to break out. Um, but they, they at least have magical communications back now. Um, as, okay, and as nice. part of this, like I said, Andrew's cannons, they, in the squad that they faced, they faced a guy that had kind of like a hand cannon. Mm -hmm. um, and they took it, and the hunter who has a giant badger that she rides because she's a halfling, yeah, uh, that's amazing. she wants to strap yeah. it. Like Ever since they captured it, she's also mute, which is also amazing. Uh, and he does a really cool job. Like he'll like communicate and he'll like f fake hand signals and stuff. Yeah. Cause he doesn't oh, know man. ALS or anything, but it's, it's interesting, right. <laughs> but he's been wanting to strap this hand cannon to the badger. Um, mm -hmm. and so instead it, while they've been doing things in the fortress, there's been some artificers there and they are creating, uh, this monstrosity that will soon be the battle badger. Uh, <laughs> and he, and, um, this halfling, Ranger uh, will have a uh, essentially a hand cannon mounted to the top of the badger. Oh, so, that is amazing. So yeah, that's that's where my players are. Um, but I've also uh, in some of their leveling up, they just hit level four, and so they've gotten some new feats. So I am having to also creatively start to work in how we're going to RP some of their new feats, right? Uh, which I'm super excited for. Um, so yeah, that's, it's been a lot of fun. That's awesome, man. Uh, I'm also on, on behalf of the, uh, RPG rundown community, we are going to demand, um, you guys hire an artist, uh, to, to recreate this battle badger. Demand. Uh, absolutely. We, we, we need female, to see this female halfling ranger. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. And if you go watch the last episode, they do talk about the what is going to be harnessed to the top of this badger. So yes, uh, yes, that, that sounds gonna amazing. Be, it's going to be awesome. So, and then his nice. feet in order to basically, basically he chose the feet uh, for, for his, you know, female halfling to mm -hmm. pick up firearms so that he can, he can uh, well, yeah. do this, which he Naturally. wasn't originally like that. Was, that was never in his thing. And then this happened and he's like, I'm going to in Rome. I'm going yeah. to have, I'm going to mount this thing to my badger I'm going to ride my badger and I'm going to fire this cannon from that my badger. Awesome. So, yes. Cause he can't carry it. It's too big for him. Right. It's too her, big. So. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's cool. I love it's gonna it. It's going to be fun. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, other than that and other than D and D mm -hmm. I have been playing Battletech. So it's nice. It's not, you know, it's, it's a little bit TTRPG adjacent because it's mm -hmm. an, an RPG and a miniatures war game. Uh, but I've been doing that and eventually we're going to have to do the, the mech warrior, which is Battletech uh, RPG. So yeah, you, you've got to introduce me to this game at some point. I, I've fantastic. still, I still know but, nothing. You know, again, hobby adjacent. I've been painting mm -hmm. miniatures. Um, I've been uh, creating, specific dice tools. Um, sometimes we have to roll a lot of dice at once. And so I've got this, uh, Oh, nice. This like pill box type thing. Yeah. Um, and there's two D six in each one. Nice. Okay. Because, uh, rather than, you know, if you shoot a bunch of missiles rather than, uh, 
roll two dice over and over and over again. Right. You just That's, have a whole bunch of D6. Yeah. And then you just yeah. like shake it and they're all rolled and then you can just <laughs> find it. Yeah. So, okay. you know, nice. find ways to save time in our hobbies, right? Hey, there you go. Exactly. So, uh, but yeah, I think that about does it for our personal yeah. hobby reports. Uh, any last things to say on this Halloween themed episode uh, before we talk about our partners? Honestly, I, I I think we've pretty much covered it. I, I I will say this: I'm going to feel bad for all the DMs that watched um, at Halloween or a day or two after, and they're like, "Oh man, those would have been great ideas for me to have in my game at Halloween." Yeah, you know, uh, I, hey, for next year though, build on it and and make it happen, and let us know about it. That's right. Awesome. Well, uh, to to wrap it up, then um, we are partnered with Love Thy Nerd. If you don't know who they are. They are a fantastic organization, uh, you know, and their 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 purpose and their goal is to bring the the love of Christ uh, to to nerds and nerd culture. And so we yeah. we're very fortunate to partner with them, and our podcast is actually distributed through them, and we are so fortunate for that. So we love them, and uh, I think that's it. So um, without further ado, uh, from our table to yours. Thanks for joining the RPG Rundown. Until next time, may your roles be epic and your stories legendary.